Welcome back to another episode of the Best Minutes Podcast. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1946 William Wyler-directed film, The Best Years of Our Lives, one minute of screen time per episode. She is a comedian and panelist from the Now You've Seen It podcast, Alice Lauren. And he is Curtis Blaze of the Better Off Dead Minute and Time Bandits Minute podcasts. It may take us years to get anywhere. We'll have no money, no decent place to live. We'll have to work, get kicked around. But at least we have this episode! What if this were a sitcom just about Peggy and Myrna and uh, whoever, her dad and Fred, and every episode was just uh, Peggy trying to get together with Fred, and it never works out? That's pretty cute. And it's just all about Peggy having different schemes to get together with Fred. Like one week, she would go out to the dance clubs with you know, and take Woody, but really she'd be trying to date Fred, and then we've got a half hour, 23 minutes of hijinks while she tries to meet up with Fred, but his wife is always scheming at the side to keep her away. Right, so I feel like the viewers might be like, who's this bitch homewrecker, right? I I don't know if that would go over very well for a season. Um, I'm thinking like in the 60s, like if it were a bewitched kind of uh, style of show. And also, like, in that time frame, because you said, like, you know, what if they go out to the clubs and, like, imagine that they all go and, like, grind on each other? Or do you mean, like, a polka club? Like, what do you... Oh, well, they're... Like, for instance, in Minute 117, they're in a club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that kind of club. We're not talking about... Yeah, I guess what they'd be doing is they'd be wearing their, you know, their house dress and their pearls. Mm-hmm. And they'd be bouncing up and down on the dance floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'd be, it'd be completely proper the whole time. They'd all have seven layers of clothes on. Right. As one does. I'm ready. I'm ready for this. Like, there could be schemes like, oh, she... Like, so, the scheme is Peggy would be house-sitting for Fred and his wife. And then she would create some reason for Fred to have to come home. Like, she'd wait until they were in the middle of the shuffleboard tournament at the Catskills. And his wife couldn't stop because she was winning shuffleboard tournament but then she'd have to call him home so he'd come home and she would try to hit on him and he would be like silly girl don't you know i'm married and then they would have an illegitimate kiss and he would go back to his wife at the catskills Ooh. it would be super uncomfortable but i just feel like she'd be so she'd be so villainized you know like i feel like the viewers would be like what's wrong with you like this is obviously like a bad woman if it's like because like, it wouldn't be silly hijinks to a lot of people like even though I think it, you know, it's a show. So what we could do is we could have his wife always cheating on him, but he doesn't know she's cheating on him, and mm-hmm. Peggy does. So she's always trying to yeah. woo him without without being a bad guy and telling on the wife. <laughs> and that's the whole like that goes on. It'll probably make it three seasons without getting canceled. Maybe I mean, look, I I'd, I'd love to see it so. I feel like we need to have a little bit more to it, you know, more of a, well, I mean, if we're not going sitcom, like a Desperate Housewives type soapy. Oh, yeah. Ooh, like oh. a soap opera with this. Oh, yes. Yeah. <gasps> like, uh, his wife is always just on the verge of getting caught. She's, like, doing obvious things that's right in his face, but he's too in love with her and too dumb to notice. Fred is. 
And oh, which I mean, that's basically what was going on. Right. Like, right. girl was getting lots of attention. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, we could just extend this movie, and Peggy would always see these things. Like, she would always find evidence. You know that that uh, Marie is stepping out on him, and then Peggy's mom and dad never believe her. She's always like, "Look, look," and then never believe her. Like, oh, that that's a great marriage, yeah. The evidence always gets destroyed right before she's able to prove to everyone, you know, that Marie is this big cheater. So then is Peggy going after him, or is it just kind of Marie is the the villain and, and Peggy is kind of like the best friend? Marie is the villain, but Peggy looks like the villain because she's always trying to break Fred and Marie up. But, but yeah. Marie is the, the real villain, but no one believes Peggy. Yeah. Because the evidence always gets destroyed or something right at the last second before she's before she's going to unveil her. And they're always just like, silly girl, we just know you love Fred. Oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the new catchphrase, oh, Peggy. <laughs> <laughs> the scene at the end is always mom bringing Peggy a glass of warm milk while oh. she's wrapped up in a blanket all PTSD style. Yeah. After After failing once again to break Fred and Marie up. To make Fred see the truth. Yeah, but we, we can't have her going after Fred because then she'd be villainized too. So I think it's got to be like the, the best friend type role, but she's always secretly been in love. Yeah. Oh, it's perfect. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, but, but she's, also too, she's also too young because she's only 27, so. Right, and she's also <laughs> too young. This man is like 40. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> this, this man is old. He's a grandfather. He is ancient. No. <laughs> Wasn't the life expectancy uh, at, at, in 1946 just about like 43 or so? Was that the end? Whatever. But, he's a veteran. Fine. Right, right. It. His wife will get all the money when he's gone. Ooh. All of that. All of that. Oh, Ice now we need money. like a, knife, a knives out style. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, 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 and oh, secretly. gets the money. And secretly. It's revealed at the end of season one as a season hanger, as a season cliffhanger, that Peggy, no, no, that Marie is secretly plotting to kill Fred for his, uh, like, VA money. GI, yeah, for his GI bill. I don't know where, I don't know where. For whatever, yep. for his pension, for his military pension. His pension. Right. Ugh. I love it. And that's it. The layers. That's it. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do this, but it's gonna be a podcast series. <laughs> we'll do it um, serial style, like it's a documentary of something that really happened, and we're just uncovering the clues each week. Wait, wait, wait what, are, what are we gonna call it? The new serial style, best, the best of our lives. That's it. No, sorry, everyone. Okay, well, you got it out of your system. I got it out of my system. I had to say it. I had to say it. The best days of our murder. I don't know. I give up. <laughs> right, we get to the minute. That's fine. That's okay. Everybody's clapping for Al, who just got done delivering the speech. Al Stevenson, yeah. at the beginning of the minute, Al Stevenson just got done delivering that wonderful speech about losing World War Two. He still looks pissed. He does look like, pissed. All right, great. I made my speech. Yeah. So it's hard to it's hard to say what's going on here. He's looking at the bank manager and shaking his hand. And he's like he's he's like do it. Do I still have a job? <laughs> Can I still work for you? And the bank manager's like smiling, going, "We'll talk about it tomorrow." <laughs> Not in front of the guests. And Millie's just happy to have made it. She's just beaming over there. Yep, she looks like she just 
well, we talked about it in the last minute, what she just finished doing, it feels like. She's very overcome. <laughs> yeah, the, the tablecloth in front of her is just torn up. <laughs> but that's only like six seconds of this minute. For the first time in what feels like months, we switch over to uh, uh, everybody at the club dancing. A, the other, the a other group of disaster. Of yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's my first thought. I, I like I, as much as I don't want to bring up COVID in this. It's just, oh my gosh, when are we going to get back to that kind of crowd? I mean, I kind of want it, kind of don't want it. I don't know, but oh my gosh. I'm jealous. <laughs> now I'm like imagining this very like this this minute here with like like just they're, they're dancing to like metal. Like you could put insert any music over top, you know. The way they're bouncing is okay. This is the beat they're bouncing to. So that's how fast they're bouncing. <laughs> I keep laughing. It looks it looks like a mosh pit, but I just love Woody I, getting a like, freaking punched in the face. They're getting what, elbows. I cannot stop laughing at Woody getting punched in the face. It's the that's funniest a, thing, and it's like you could tell it was probably an accident. Well, hold on, I have to I, I have to see this now. Where's this the, is the funniest thing. No, it's that like uh, look at like like from thirteen. He's gonna he's okay, getting okay, elbowed. Okay. I, I'm there. I'm there. Thirteen. Oh my god, they're like pushing against each other. <laughs> he tries to bite he tries to bite her arm. This woman's <laughs> arm. Like, get the hell away from me. It's not on thirteen, but just start watching him thirteen. Oh it's glorious. She's got the elbow where she's just like <laughs> Like it is in your sleep. He tries to bite it, and she just wham! <laughs> and you could it's like they couldn't cut that out of the thing. I think they were. I, I think can't. they were doing that on purpose. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I think I think that was like a mistake that was let, left in the film. I uh, boy, I don't know. It looks I think like they it. Did it. I think they did it for fun, for funniness. Wow. <laughs> What's the word for that? For comedic effect? Yeah, she's wow. Yeah. She just pops him in the nose. She just pops him, but I think it doesn't even connect. To be honest, no, he, she's he just flapping it. her arms. But the funny yeah, I thing think is, she misses. Peggy has. If you can pause it on twenty, Peggy has this yeah. great laugh. Going <laughs> freaking, <laughs> she's laughing because she's about to get yeah. Peggy's <laughs> Peggy's about to get pegged. <laughs> I can't say that sentence. I, I can't say you, that sentence. I, I hear a connection pop. I hear him like boom, get hit in the nose. <laughs> This whole thing, oh, oh hey, my god. Oh, okay. And Alice. then that woman in the hat just trying to get away. Oh, I can't. Alice, that woman what? does pop him in the nose. There's a sound. <laughs> I'm watching this with no sound right now, but I can't yeah. stop laughing. <laughs> Turn the sound on. She she pops him right in the nose. I've never noticed that. I've seen this scene. Oh my god, she does. I, I don't even have the sound on, but I, I see it. My sound is off, and I can hear it. My brain is hearing it. Here's the se- sequence of things that happens. She's waving her elbow in his face, and he does that, like, I'm going to bite you move, and she looks over and sees that and pops him in the nose. It was amazing. Who does the I'm going to bite you move? Like, no, don't. Get away from me. Are you a dog? Are you a dog? I'm going to pop you, so I'm going to bite you? What kind of fist fight have you been in, Woody? Uh... I can't. 
I think we could spend three hours talking about the awkwardness of people just trying to maneuver, like, just the woman in the hat, like, no, no, get away from me, no. It's such a weird... (laughs) Penny's face and the woman's arm in her face. Right. It's just, it's so perfect. Everything about it. And then, okay, so, so then the next thing in sequence is... Peggy's just like, oh god, this this woman's perfume. Peggy, oh, oh. Peggy, the face. <laughs> I oh my god, I paused it at the perfect moment. I just where her face is like, oh god, I'm gonna get elbowed. Did they have? Did uh, they have antiperspirant back in World War Two? Oh my god, no! I probably was sweated off if they did. They for sure didn't have air conditioning to make this place. Like a suitable Wait, what's place the to difference dance. between deodorant and antiperspirant? Antiperspirant is a difference. Antiperspirant stops you from sweating, and deodorant covers up the smell. Was there deodorant in World War II? That's the question we all want to know. The important questions, yeah. Body odor through the ages: a brief history of deodorant. Oh, how long since you doused? This is interesting. 1946 to 1951, there was a deodorant called Fresh. So this is what these people could have been wearing. And there were commercials for them. And and the basic message of the commercial was, Be lovely to love. <laughs> and the, uh, the copy reads, Are you sure of your present deodorant? How long since you've been kissed? Try fresh for a week and count your kisses. See if fresh doesn't make you lovelier to love. Wow, this is like a pre-axe body spray. <laughs> See how many men kiss you. Wow. I mean, if my deodorant can do that, yeah. Every single ad had, like, a super romantic kiss where the guy is, like, holding the woman around the waist and and bending her over backwards to kiss her. And smelling her armpits, apparently. How long since you've been kissed? How long since you've been kissed? Try fresh for a week (laughs) and count your kisses. I don't think the woman that's got her pits in Peggy's face is wearing fresh right now. Not from the look on her face. But we do know that there's deodorant, at least, back in the day. But I was not sure if it was her pits or if it was just getting a freaking arm in your face. <laughs> well, that's the bad... The bad thing about deodorant, though, is that it it just covers up the smell. It doesn't keep the smell from happening. Yeah. Like, you still stank. It's just strong. So it's like, oh, pits and flowers. Nice. That's... Nice. <laughs> anyone that's curious, that's what the scene smells like. Armpits and flowers. Oh my gosh. I know, I was thinking like, man, this scene looked really fun to film, but yeah, I don't know. Now I don't know. This mosh pit they got going on. The last thing that happens, after he tries to bite her arm, and then she she pops him in the nose, her date, which by the way, what's going on in this scene? Okay, did you notice, here's what I want you to look at, everybody, go to second 16, and you can see this couple that's dancing behind Peggy and Woody. Look at the woman, right? That that pops Woody in the nose. And then look at the guy she's dancing with. That guy's like 60, right? I'm like already, lo- I'm like already losing track of where... Okay, hold on. The, the shot changed and then I was like, wait a second. <laughs> okay, so it's the... It's the <laughs> that didn't help. It's the woman with curly hair. Okay. So... <laughs> the woman with curly hair. Well, that narrowed it down. Right. <laughs> right. That didn't help me at all. Okay. So when the shot changes, they are like still in the middle. They're not out in front. Because at first I'm like, wait, who's this woman with the hat? No, that's not Peggy. I got to keep my eyes on Peggy because she gets lost. But so this guy that she's mm-hmm. with, so everybody, all the women that are young, 
are into all the guys that are old. Everybody was looking for daddy back in 1946, according to this dance floor. Ooh, all these men with their shiny hair. The fun thing is, when they switched the shot to uh, Peggy and Woody finally working their way out of the crowd into a less crowded part of the restaurant, every single guy's face in this entire dance floor looks annoyed. Just pick any guy out that you can find and see him. Right. Nobody's happy to be dancing right now. No one. Actually, no like, one. All right, whatever, whatever happens, the, whatever works. The women are all, all of the women are smiling and having fun, and all the guys just look totally, totally annoyed. Oh, wait, was, wait, hold on. I thought I saw a punch thrown. One second. I was like, did I just see a punch? Is there a second punch? Hold on. Let's see. Wait, did, was there like an FU going on there? Okay, so you see. The woman, um... Oh, yeah, with the hat. The couple behind them, and there's, like, the woman with with the hat, and then behind them, you just see, like, ah, ah, screw you, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) God, these extras. That guy that's dancing with her, he's like, he's like... Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God, that, that, yeah, the man behind is, like, got his hands in the air, he's just, like, you know, kind of like that, that... With when like you do like like under your chin or whatever you know it's like come on f off like <laughs> what it looks like he's doing the, the Italian f off I think that's Italian I don't know I think I just made that up but um there's sorry a, Italian there's only um, one happy guy during the during the scene where the couple are like Elvis is in the background so if you if you go to the waiter's head and then you go straight up. There's a guy there, and then if you go straight up again, there's another guy with an Elvis haircut, and he's he's the only happy guy in the bar. Oh my god, I see an Elvis. Wait, what the heck? Yeah, there's like a guy in the back with the Elvis? Hold on. Oh my, what What the heck? What haircut is that? <laughs> it's an Elvis cut. Elvis was in World War II, so that was a thing. Oh my god, he like looked at the camera, too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> when you really look at it, you can see that this crowd is only five people deep, but the wall is 40 feet away. They could just all spread out. Wait, really? Okay. Yeah, they're all bunched up by the candles, but then the wall is way behind that. And there's only... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cinema magic. Magic. <laughs> this, this couple right in front of them, too, with the table. The, the flower thing drops. This club is just chaos. Yeah. Fred is not too happy either. He's like, all right, all right. <laughs> well, he has, I mean, that, my God. Marie is so beautiful. I, I, the whole time I was like, God, I wish I was her watching this movie. She is just flawless. So do you think Fred is looking at Peggy right now, moving to her table and just going, oh, I could have had a V8? I think so. It looks I like he's looking, so. over, he's... he's looking over everybody's sort of head going, oh, there's Peggy over there. Man, I she's came so back sweet. from war for this. Ugh, yeah. So I, just, I love these outfits. These hats are so cute. Like I see, like that pretty poof hat behind Marie, the woman in the poofy hat. Oh, so cute. Getting dressed up to go out now for women. Um, okay, I can only speak for the '90s when I used to go clubbing. Uh, was like throw on a tube dress, make sure your makeup's on fleek, and go. Right? Yeah. But back in 1946, there were a lot of things going on. They almost had to be I mean, built. I, they had to be built into these things. Just the hat alone would be like a twenty-minute consideration. It's got to be. Yeah, I mean, I think you know we still have a lot of the makeup and you, you know, whatever you're exfoliating and shaving and, and whatever. And I mean, I, I think there, you know, still, still a lot of time. I mean, you don't have to 
curl your hair to be a certain way. I mean, these women seem to have these, pretty much the same kinds of hairstyles. These women have you know? updos like they're the bride at a wedding. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I would still say women hair. can take hours to get ready. You know, you got to, whatever, shower and shave and lotion put, up. and Put on your fresh makeup deodorant. And, yeah, makeup, maybe. I mean, I don't... I don't even know now. I was going to say, like, straighten your hair or something. Oh, my gosh. I remember that was the big thing in, like, middle school, high school girls. you got to straighten your hair every morning and, you know, or, or why come to school. <laughs> but, um, which is probably what, you know, what, what, what this was like for them, too, was, like, wearing, you know, you, you got to have the updo because if you don't, what are they going to do, wear it down? Who has, you know, who, who, who in this crowd has, like, nice, long, flowing hair, you know? Right. Well, that's the, you know, that's the crazy thing. You look at yearbooks from this era or pictures of people in high school from this era. It looks like your parents went to a wedding. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, this is just them going out. Like, this is, <laughs> this looks like a wedding. This looks, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. It, it looks like a... They're wearing veils. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It looks like they are at a wedding reception. There's lit candles and everything. Lit candles around all this. What's our hairspray? Did people just put honey in their hair or whatever back, clear back in 1946? I mean, it's um, I'm young, and it's already weird to, like, look back and see what the trends used to be. I mean, I graduated high school in the, in the early 2010s, and I still, you know, look back at, you know, pictures, and I'm like, what? Like, that's what we looked like? You know, <laughs> that's what we wore? I mean, I remember, gosh, was I in... I feel like ninth grade or something, and someone, I remember being in science class, and this one girl said, man, it's so great to not be in middle school anymore because I can just wear, like, baggy sweatpants and a sweatshirt, and it's not like, oh, you have to wear Abercrombie jeans and a Hollister or whatever, American Eagle or whatever, you know, sweat, you know, whatever, shirt, and if you don't wear that, then you might as well just die, you know, like, I'm happy I can, you know, dress like a bum, and I'm like, oh my gosh, you didn't straighten your hair, you didn't get a tan, what happened to that? Girls used to go to tanning, I mean, people still go to tanning booths, but like, you know, I used to remember, like, going to tanning booths was this huge thing, and, oof. Well, what, one of the things they used to do, I'm reading about this at the, at the Encyclopedia of Fashion, is... That girls, teenagers would just, every night they would put their hairs in rollers and put this gel mm-hmm. solution called dippity Doo in their hair and just then go to sleep like that. So they'd wake up in the morning all curly and all they'd have to do is tease it out a little bit and then they would have a good hairstyle for the day. Yeah. yeah that, I mean, that's what I imagine that they did here, but you don't get as much of a variety. Like, there's a very specific way that you have to, that, well, especially you had to look at that time. I forget it. Right after this, right after this movie, like in 1946, 1947, this Encyclopedia of Fashion is saying that uh, women started ironing their hair so that it would be yeah. perfectly straight. Wow. Because I always wonder how, how how that stuff changes. Yeah. And then like, just a few years later, in the 50s, it started being beehives. It got even more intense in the 50s. I mean, was it 60s or 70s? I'm thinking like 70s, like, like the long, super straight hair, like hippie hair. Yeah, you know, well, well 60s. 60s but, yeah. yeah. And then kind of yeah. into the 70s, kind of popular women were yeah. wearing their hair super straight. Mm-hmm. And like men had long hair at that point. I mean, all these men are all gelled up, and which I'm sure did they, I mean, they must not have had to do in the 
military. They didn't have to, like, buzz cut or anything. What they had to do was hair couldn't touch your ears. Mm-hmm. And you had there was only a certain length that your sideburns could be. And then in the back, mm. your hair had to be off the neck. So anything... Okay. So anything after that could go. So what people would do is they'd grow their hair really long on top and swoop it back so that you could have kind of long hair. So when you when you went out as a civilian, when you went out not in the military, you could kind of pretend like you have long hair, although we weren't fooling anybody. <laughs> Everybody in San Diego knew we were in the Navy. And it can't... There's something about how far... You know, it has to be two fingers above your eyebrows. So if you find the top of your eyebrows oh. and then put two fingers down, your hair, when it's brushed forward, can't go past that. So these guys got back from World War II, and they were being hippies, like in this scene, wearing their ties all loose. So we're, we're coming up to the end of the minute, and Woody says he just can't understand it. And Peggy says, what? He goes, how you're not mad about me? I think I'm pretty attractive. I mean, you are, but... <laughs> I guess so. It's always like that uh, for for guys too. You know, we'll be. I'm always the guy that calls people out too in the room. They'll say something like, "Oh, that actress is ugly," and I'll say like, "If that actress was here, she'd be the hottest person in town." Well, you're you're a photographer, so you're just like, "Well, everyone can be, you know, pretty in their own way or whatever." Yeah, like, I basically no? <laughs> have never I've never seen a person that isn't pretty. That's I, I don't know if that's just... That's what I was going to say. Like, every model, you're like, well, I'm going to get the best out of you, and, you know, you're not ugly. So. And, and honestly, it's been like that since way before I even picked up a camera. I've always just... Yeah. I don't know. Everyone just has something. Everyone just has something. There's no ugly people in my world, really, in my eyes. I love it. I just love it. I love the, like, what I'm so hot, why aren't you... <laughs> you know, how can you not be into me? It's just... Man, like, that's that's the line he would have used on, I don't know, Tinder or whatever. Nineteen. Yeah. What would 1946 Tinder be like? Yeah. We're, we're the same. Yeah, we're having the same mindset right now. What's 1946 Tinder? Um, it would be on Telegraph. Oh, it'd be on Telegraph, first of all. So, like, Telegram. Like, it, that's a real one. Telegram. It'd be, it'd be like a Telegram, or it would be... It would either be hosted on Telegram... Wires, or it would be hosted on shortwave radio. But I mean, there's an app called Telegram. So, like, like now, so I feel like it would just be either Telegram or um, I don't know, Pigeon. Um, <laughs> so everyone, everyone back then meeting <laughs> he wrote people. to me on Pigeon. Yeah. You can find the Best Minute podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play, or at the main site, thebestminutes.com. You can find the Best Minutes podcast on Facebook at Butch's Place, the best years of our lives, Listener's Cafe, and on Twitter at The Best Minutes. You might not know this, but there are over 170 other Movies by Minutes podcasts available at MoviesByMinutes.com. I'm Curtis Blaze, and you can find me at TheTimeBanditsMinute.com and BlazePortraits.com. And I'm Alice Lauren, and you can find me on Twitter at PodSocialite and on TikTok at PodcastSocialite. Join us here next time on the Best Minutes Podcast. Good Good night. night. Hey, Joe, you better hurry up out there because she's taking off soon. Right, thanks. Come on, Taylor.